can you hear me yes we are okay we are live and recording welcome to episode two of the biz babe podcast the podcast where we are here to remind you that when you feel good and you're your most confident you are the ceo your mum wants you to marry my name is olivia and i am one of two two fabulous hosts of the podcast joining me today tomorrow and every day is the one and only martina ventura Okay, how good was that? How good was that? (laughs) You were born to do it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I have been practicing all week in my car. (laughs) Chef kiss. Well, thank you very, very much. I mean, the votes are in from last week and I was speaking way too far from the mic. So I'm trying a new technique, which was showed five minutes ago from Martina. So we're really (laughs) hoping it's going to work this time. Just don't move. Keep it close. I'm really trying not to move. I feel like in five minutes I'm going to get pins and needles in my legs. You know, we can always try to record it standing up, you know. I mean, we'll try next week. (laughs) It's a work in progress. It's fine. Okay, let's just jump into a little bit of a chit-chat and you can tell us how was your week. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's still locked down in the lovely land of France here. So (laughs) I was working from home for two days, going to the office for three but I mean, it was good. It, the weather, man, 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 the weather has just gone downhill here. But apart from that, I feel like I'm 60 when I talk about the weather. Like my grandma, she calls me like every two days and she's like, darling, how's the weather? And I'm like, well, it's foggy today. <laughs> Let me give it to you, grandma. Okay, temperature, <laughs> wind, the sun. <laughs> yeah, it is. How was your week? Uh, my week was full. I would say like I got... Um, I accepted a new job role within my company. Woohoo! Thank you, thank you. So I'm really excited and I will start the 1st of January 2021. So I'm happy because I will start the new year with a clean slate, proper, proper, fresh beginning. Um, How exciting. I can't wait for you to come on this podcast and share all the details. Yes, until I sign a new contract, please, like, like, knock on wood I don't want to say too much but it's been a week of readjusting basically passing on my responsibilities to other people and recalibrating what I have to do for the remaining of the quarter uh, which is great to be honest because then it will give me more time to focus on training for the new role and also you know boys drama but what week is a week without boys drama so it is not it's not a complete week if there is no boys drama I mean it would be a very peaceful and blessed week without it (laughs) unfortunately we're not at that stage yet oh but it's okay it's okay um I think one thing that I want to talk about is addressing the elephant in the room which is the ongoing change of the name um I feel like we've changed names 50 times so last week we were unsolicited advice (laughs) turns out we went on Spotify and half of Spotify is called unsolicited advice so we're like (laughs) we gotta change it then I came out with a fabulous idea. <laughs> then Martina looked it up in Spotify and somebody already had it. <laughs> oh, and it was such a painful discovery because Olivia had checked on Spotify for the exact name too. And I think I misspelled it. That's why I was so confident. I was like, nobody has it. We can take it. We can take it. <laughs> no, it was, it was the only way around. You got it right. And then I checked it with a typo and that's when I found one that was not exactly the same one but so similar and it was also a very established podcast with over 400 episodes and like episodes still going right now so it was a very active podcast still so I was like Olivia 
um i i was very i was very battling with it because i was like should i tell her should i not like but then i was like i was so in love with the name and then we had to change which was absolutely heartbreaking but i feel like our new one is good i know i know now we got the new name the beast based bubble and it is here to stay praise the lord it will be and i think the name is representing us a lot better so i feel like all these um mishaps with the name just made us arrive to the final destination you know yeah it sure did and shout out to my wonderful sister chiara who came up with the last world bubble so we were having a a brainstorm with martina and we came up with biz babe because basically we want our podcast is about empowering women to be their best self and literally be the ceo their mum wants them to marry and so we love the word biz and then babes because like it's the community and the bubble just made so much sense of like the community we want to build of girls supporting girls well said couldn't say it better yes and the engagement that should come from it i think it's basically like a sisterhood but also the boys are welcome too but they have to be oh always okay I also wanted to mention before we actually jump on the topic of today's episode, which is what quarantine taught us. um, Olivia came up with uh, a couple of ideas that are, I think, are killer. Um, The first one is that we want to create basically a book club, um, but a very chilled, relaxed one, not one of those crazy once a week books, if you want to do that great for you but what we wanted to do is basically pick up a very inspiring book let you guys know about it and perhaps set a, um, a timeline saying okay we're going to pick up this book and then in like three four weeks we're going to talk about it uh, depending on how six, or six weeks or eight because I'm not a very good reader yes but you know it's the year of change so perhaps you will step up your game who knows give yourself some credit um, don't limit yourself Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just being very realistic. I'm not a <laughs> I would love to become one. This is why I came up with the book club idea. But I'm just not, a, like, from now, I'm not a reader. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. We can say eight weeks and then we can scale back from there and see how it goes. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just put the bar really low so we don't get disappointed. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my dating motto. Okay. <laughs> And it has not been working well for me anyway. Let me tell you that. This time you got to put the bar higher. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Oh my God. And so should you with your book. Okay. And then (laughs) the other thing that we wanted to talk about is um, moving forward from next week, we would like to highlight a business um, idea or like a business in general and try to highlight um, why it's amazing, why we think it's worth supporting and checking out, and also a beast babe that is killing it in the game. And a beast babe can be whoever we basically decide and agree on. I think it doesn't have to be someone that is um, traditionally successful, quote unquote. It can be anyone that is killing it in their own expertise, I would say, or someone that is utterly themselves. Like, I feel like. A girl, a woman that is killing it is someone that is uber confident. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a business person per se. No, exactly. And hopefully as we grow our bubble, our community, mm-hmm. we can start highlighting like, we can we can like have maybe people like send in emails and tell us who they want to highlight. And we can just highlight people who are part of the community. Oh, I love that. Yes, I hope so very, very soon. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, 
Now we're going to jump into today's topic, which is what quarantine taught us. Uh, before we really, really begin, I must say that Olivia and I had very, very, very different lockdowns. <laughs> Let me say down. that. Um, one had a bougie life in LA, which got to an abrupt end. Another one, me, um, had a bit of a mental breakdown, like most people. So I feel like, Olivia, you are a bit of an exception in your lockdown because everyone was miserable, okay? So let's start with your lockdown, Olivia, please. Okay. Well, I mean, up to for now in Europe, we've had two lockdowns so far. On my side, well, last year I was in the beautiful land in LA working when our dear, dear friend coronavirus came. And when it started, everybody was like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Skip to like a couple of weeks later when they're threatening to shut down the air the airspace. And when my granddad calls me, he's like, uh, you have to get on a flight ASAP. And I kid you not, it must have been Sunday night when my granddad called me, like Tuesday morning, I was already on the first flight out back to London. So I really left LA so abruptly and it was, oh, it just feels like I have so much like unfinished business there because I, I had so much stuff I wanted to do. Everything got cancelled. So I was literally on the plane Tuesday morning and I was like, well, I didn't see my yo living in LA finishing like that, but I guess it's how it's going to go. So then I spent three months, which I thought was going to be a couple weeks because I mean, everybody thought lockdown was going to be a couple weeks. Yeah. And I spent three, maybe four months, I would say, with my mum, who I hadn't seen in the first, in like a year. So I was so happy when I first saw her, like month one was La Vida Loca, but then on <laughs> three, four, damn stuff, stuff, everything went down, went down the hill, I had no job, I was like really stressed out, and it just felt like I was not doing anything with my life, the days were going past, and like nothing was happening, I was just like watching Netflix all day, I felt so unproductive, and I feel like a lot of people were like that when they were like, oh, if I have time, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Mm. It turns out like I didn't do anything for like three months straight, like nothing. So, I mean, I had a great time with my mum. I feel like we were best friends. And then three months down the road, we were like, oh, we're not best friends anymore. I mean, we're best <laughs> friends again now, but lockdown, it tests people, like relationships to the limits. Like just being with somebody like 24-7. So, yeah, that was my first lockdown which uh, was quite interesting, Martina. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. I mean, let's go back to your lockdown. <laughs> okay. I um, locked down with Martina. I, she, you just called me one day. You, you were like having an absolute meltdown. And the only thing I remember is you telling me, the only thing I want to look at is avocado on toast. And I was like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> There's a pandemic and the, the only thing I can master to say to you when I'm complaining is like I want avocado on toast I don't recall exactly the moment but it does sound like me um and it's very it's it's as pathetic as it sounds to be honest um but the point is my lockdown was cool um I have to say 2020 did not start on the highest of note to begin with so even pre-pandemic my life was not tip-top um I had recently broken up my five-year relationship and I was happy because you know it's it was what I needed to do in order to progress it was not a relationship that was serving neither of us anymore but still you know even if you're the one doing the breakup it's a bit hard um so then after five years I started dating around it's a jungle out there it's so bad 
it's so bad. It's so much worse than what I remember before getting in my relationship. Um, and I was dating around and all these guys dating British men. Oh my God, I think you should get a medal for dating British guys. I must say, they are so much work. They are are so, they that bad? I don't think so. They are so mentally unstable. British guys are not okay. <laughs> okay like french italian spanish german they have a code in a way like they function in a certain way i feel like british men are just jumping off the board and seeing what what sticks like they're just no they're just no um so i was dating british guys because i live in london what else can you do um i'm still waiting for a hot american that i can meet in london americans hit me up <laughs> listen i gotta try something else because the british flavor is not stick. so this was the beginning of my 2020 and then work was really well. I was very, very lucky because I work in a company I absolutely love. It's very young and fresh. Thank God it's not a startup though. And the colleagues I have are absolutely the best people I could ever dream of. So in terms of social life, I had the best time, literally the best time because I was always out with friends, always have drinks after work going clubbing even with your co-workers which may sound weird but it's a young company so it works and um, then covid happened um funnily enough i went to italy at the beginning of march and then just for a weekend like literally three days and then i came back and my boss sent me an email saying i know that you didn't go to the um regional lockdown that happened in italy so like milan area but we still want you to <laughs> not coming to the office at work from home for two weeks just to be safe so my <laughs> lockdown started before everyone else and I was in line with the Italian lockdown wealth in the UK uh, then things started going sideways pretty quickly in the UK so my parents told me please 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 come back home and then my boss and even the head of HR told me yes a lot of foreign workers in the company are moving back home temporarily you should too and again like Olivia I thought it would just be two weeks literally I didn't pack anything anything my suitcase was empty because I was like you know what this is a great opportunity to bring my summer clothes to London like so naive honestly and um yeah those two weeks turned into four months uh in which I lost my mind my sanity my spirit my drive everything that you could think of I lost it even avocado on toast um, I just feel like those four months of lockdown was such a blur for everybody. Oh my god, I just wish I could forget about them very quickly. Um, basically, I went to stay at my parents' house, and my parents and I are not friends. Like, I love them, I love them, but there is a very strong um, hierarchy. Is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> when you are at your parents' house, you may feel relaxed to do whatever you want. Not in my house. Not uh uh. So, really? Well, in like what kind of way? Well, you eat at the time they want. You eat what they want. Um, you basically have to have the times that they have. Um, and obviously, like the timelines of a day in Italy is very different from one in the UK. And I got very well adjusted to the UK system. I really love it. Like you wake up really early, you work out, you go to work, and then you have your social life, and then you have dinner early, those kind of things. Whereas here, working out before work, 
not as usual. So if I were to wake up early to do a workout, not that it happened very often because motivation went downhill very quickly, but just say it. Um, it would be disturbing of their routine. So I would just stop doing it. Then in terms of eating, um, in the UK, I eat a lot of quote unquote fake meat and things like that. Whereas here, my parents are absolutely <laughs> against anything that is remotely vegan. They're just like, no, it's wrong. Um, they take very much offense if I bring any of that stuff in the house. So again, even my eating habit went down the window. Literally, I felt like everything I had control over in my life left me. Um, my life did not belong to me anymore. I felt like I was a teenager regressing in into a state of basically having to do what my parents wanted to do, wanted me to do, which is absolutely horrendous. And also work became extremely stressful because I had a change in management. Um, and when everything is already falling apart in your personal life and then you get a job with a new manager in a pandemic and this new manager came and changed many, many things, um, even though this manager thought they were doing the best they could, absolutely, you do you. Um, but it, it still felt like, um, still felt very, very, painful because I am a major control freak and I felt like nothing that I would normally have control over was still in my power I was completely at in, like in a flow of someone else's desires and actions for me and you know me Olivia I don't oh, do I well in the flow no you're not a go with the flow kind of girl uh-huh I control the flow I control the air traffic I control every freaking thing so I think this brought so much discomfort, so much pain, so much, mm, it was so bad. But in a way, I feel grateful for it because it made me realize one thing that I had never realized about myself, which was very painful to realize, I must say. And that is in my attempt to control everything all the time, which serves me most times, I must say. Uh, but in a time where things are out of control, you just need to readjust, you need to pivot, you need to see that things are not in your control anymore and that is okay for the time being, you just need to do the best you can with it. Instead, I fought the change so much and that just made me miserable and didn't help anybody. And in turn, I also learned that I have a history of repressing emotions because when you control things all the time around you you also cut out quote unquote your losses and in my case my losses were my emotions <laughs> it was a lot to bear and I did not fare well that's why in London um in London yeah in July I went back to London uh, when it was still lockdown in the UK I literally was like I cannot do lockdown in anymore I'd rather go back to the UK and be by myself at the very least I can do that um, and that really made me realize what the problem was it was not my parents being overbearing it was not my job it was not this it was not it was literally all about my attitude towards this uh, forced change and the fact that I was really not not confronting what I was feeling for example I think Olivia you are very in touch with your emotions you, you really are on it when you feel a certain way you let yourself feel it and then you move on instead when I feel something literally we we're talking about it before this call like I'm just like I'm like what what is that you are an intruder basically fuck off um so 
You're not yeah. very good with feeling down, to say the least. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So, yeah, even talking about it now, I feel like I don't. I'm not making too much sense. Basically, this lockdown made me realize that I have a massive, massive problem with my emotions and the fact that I neglect them, I suppress them, because I try to be very, very efficient. I think it's a bit of a, the masculine side of my personality. Um, the fact that I need to always be in control, the fact that I want to know everything and where my life is going and emotions are always in the way for me. Um, inside emotions are a precious and healthy tool that you should use to guide you. Now I'm realizing it. Now I'm realizing it. Long live emotions. Oh my God, yes. I'm sorry for the long-winded lockdown, but realistically, you don't want to know the details about how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a cry. It's just really good. Yeah, but the point is... I feel sad. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cry for five minutes. And then I feel great. I see. You're a healthy person with who's in touch with their emotions. I did not cry once in lockdown. You didn't? Oh my, I was crying every week. See, this is why you handled it so well, because you let it out. I let it in. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I let it out too much. Like, I just, I let my emotions, because I'm so expressive with my emotions, I feel like they always get the best of me. I don't suppress them. I, I let them, like, take over me. Which is the best. That's so fascinating, because I, I don't think that of you. I think you're really oh. controlled. If you don't see me, I'm alone. <laughs> no, I know that you, you feel things very much. I know that. But I say, I feel like you don't let those things control you. Like you have your little cry party, but then you're back on track. Um, and I don't think your emotions guide your decisions. I feel like you're very practical, you know, if anything. Oh, um, thanks. That's really kind of you. It just brings me back when you're talking about that. I just had a moment. Do you remember when you were at university in London and <laughs> I had just been dumped? And you were talking to me and then suddenly you look at me and I was just like crying my eyes. And you're like are you okay? <laughs> like Martina, who does not handle sadness very well, she's like, um, can I do something for you? We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally at the entrance of the university and I was like, no, what is life? <laughs> yeah. and so, instead, instead of realizing sometimes when you're sad, you just need to let it out. I immediately go into saving mode. Like, okay, let me, let me stop you right there. We are going to stop this sadness before it begins like let's let's find ways to fix it which is absolutely the worst thing you can say to someone that is crying realistically no, it's actually so funny because I remember a couple hours after it was so so heartbreaking I started crying again and you were like right that's it we're downloading tinder and I was like but I'm sad I want to get back with him and you were like you don't need him let's get tinder <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so crude. I'm so sorry. That so you though. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. That's so bad. Um, but now touching upon the second lockdown, also known as a bit of the loosey-goosey lockdown because it's nowhere near the first one. I mean, I mean personally, I'm in two different places in the sense that I'm, during the first lockdown I was literally just packed my life and came back to the UK within 48 hours I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with my mum and now like I have my studio I've moved back to France I actually have a job I'm back in school I actually have something going on and during the day and not just like eating Cadbury's and watching Netflix which is quite <laughs> nice let me tell you to have like some goals during the day is lovely during lockdown mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I feel like your second lockdown is so good 
your life turned around. And in a way, I feel like 2020 has treated you really well because you got, after the first lockdown, I mean, during the first lockdown, I remember you questioning yourself and being very lost about what you wanted to do with your life. You were, yeah. you were munching on it so much. You're like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? But then one day something clicked in you and you got very clear and you're like, okay, I want to move back to France. I want to get a, a job in the accounting world, basically. And also, <laughs> and I want no one. <laughs> and no one. Like, this is the inside joke because literally nobody ever wants to be an accountant. <laughs> okay, I'm not an accountant, but things clearly. I'm a financial controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the nice way of calling it. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, and then you also said, I also want to get back to studying. So you got so, so, so specific and spot on. And then you got to it because I love that about you. You may be lost at times, but then once you, you get very clear on what you want, there's no way of stopping you. You get on it and you get it. And that what happened, that, that's what happened to you because you got, you got everything that you said you wanted. And when you told me about saying, okay, I want to go back to France. Okay, that's easy. I want to get another degree okay that's easy but you also said I want to get a job that would also pay for my degree and I was like girl you okay <laughs> and then you said you've got all of that which is amazing so I feel like 2020 has been good for you and you also got a studio that is so beautiful and your terrace is so nice so yeah I mean no it's true in a way like I haven't I've never thought about it like that but I mean 2020 has been so awful in so many ways but in like on a personal level like, I feel like I've definitely grown a lot. Like, even if it's just, like, same as Martina, I came out of a five-year, like, relationship that, I mean, we'll get into another episode, but it was not butterflies, to say the least. <laughs> and, yeah, I just feel like I've really evolved from it. Like, and on a personal level, I feel like I'm definitely more in tune with my emotions, but that, I feel like that's the lockdown effect. You all, you, it, you all works. You like get in tune with your emotions, or you like have an absolute meltdown. AKA you, Martina. <laughs> what do you want me to say about it exactly? <laughs> embrace it. That is the point, and I really appreciate that you embrace it. I mean, like, I feel like it's fab. Yeah. No, I am. Can I say I'm very proud of myself because for somebody it may seem like the most obvious thing and they can be like, well, Martina, you're, you're dumb. Like, obviously you need to feel your emotions. But for me, it's really not easy. It's very deep, deep, deep underneath because I come from a very rigid family structure where you have to perform over your feelings. Like I remember being told many times when I was little, like stop crying, stop these, get back to work, these kind of things. Um, because growing up, I was really shy. And I feel like people that are shy are so in tune with their emotions. And I basically one day decided I don't want to be shy anymore. But I took it to the extreme because I have a bit of an extreme personality, I think. Um, and from being so shy that I would not even talk to my relatives. That's how shy. Basically talking to every single person I wanted to speak to in the street, in a store. Like, no fucks given, basically. But I feel like... in to go from these extreme to the next so quickly, I neglected the thought process of processing and being aware of your emotions very much. And then I became an adult. And then I had my five-year relationship in which, to be fair, my ex-boyfriend said I did not have a 
much of a heart, I must say. But I mm-hmm. thought it, it was because we would fight and then he would just say that to, I don't know, be mean or provoke me. Uh, in hindsight, I think he was just giving me clues. <laughs> I was not, I was not picking Now you get it. Now you're down the road. You're like, oh. So feeling all the feelings. Um, this is also part of the fact that as soon as I got back to London, I started dating this guy. And it was so crazy because I told Olivia, I was like, oh, after my five-year relationship, I thought I would never find anybody else. And then I found this guy that started making me feel so many emotions. And I said to Olivia, I was like, I want to do it right. I don't want to um, be so closed off. I don't want to be so sarcastic because sarcasm is just a bullshit way of protecting yourself. And you're an adult. It's not cool anymore. If you're 16, okay. But other than that, drop it and I was not getting it again um so with this guy I I tried to be as vulnerable as possible I did my study I read Brené Brown's books I did the whole shebang and I started feeling stuff with this guy because I feel like it was paying off then all of a sudden he uh, I mean he let me go let's just say that I was dismissed and very abrupt yeah I remember yeah but you know what guys I also read another book called why guys don't commit and it makes so much sense and it's not about oh, me it's about him talking about that one that was so good yeah and we are definitely going to do an episode about it because it's so so profound i mean as profound as a guy can be so like a paddle but very very useful to know um <laughs> then i told olivia i started feeling so much sadness um but it was not connected to the guy itself it was mostly something i feel like he awakened so many emotions in me and now I didn't know how to deal with them. So in hindsight, I'm very grateful to this guy. And then he gave me with, he left me with so many emotions in my lap. And I was like, what do I want to do with that? And then I went on a basically self-discovery journey that has led me to so many more emotions. And again, I'm so grateful for this guy that dumped me straight up uh, because he, I feel like he was the last piece of the puzzle that started with my breakdown during the first lockdown. And now that we are on the second one, I feel completely fine I feel so much more relaxed I feel like if I'm sad one day I just let myself feel it if I start to resent change I just catch myself I'm more aware of things and I I am trying to let loose and go with the flow and in the second lockdown it's working so in a way I am I'm happy that 2020 threw my life into the garbage and set it on fire and then it pushed it down a cliff multiple times because it taught me a lot of awareness so that went well um I feel like <laughs> we can wrap up what lockdown yeah. has meant to us and what it has brought for us from a negative and positive side I feel like I, I said my piece on this side to be honest so I want to hear what you have to say what I feel like on the positive has definitely taught me that I'm more self-sufficient than what I thought I was. It's also taught me that like I can actually like even if I feel down, like I can actually set goals and attain them, even if it's locked down and like shit's hitting the fan everywhere in the world. So that was kind of positive. But on a negative, I do feel like I've wasted so much time. Like even what I mean, not that watching Netflix is a waste of time, absolutely not, but absolutely not defensive. <laughs> watching Netflix all day, every day, nonstop, it's not very productive. So I do wish looking back on it that I was a bit more productive. But 
a you can't change the past so what can you do so yeah I just feel like I've wasted a lot of time but yeah I mean I mean on a positive side like the main thing that lockdown has taught me is that you really have to embrace your friends and family like tomorrow is not promised and you never know what's going to happen so you just got to enjoy today try and not waste too much time just do what makes you happy and yeah just do what you gotta do girl I feel like that is how you end most of our calls anyway. Do what you gotta do, girl. <laughs> because it's so true. Just do what makes you happy. Do what makes you the most complete. Just do what you gotta do. That is true. And on that note, I, wanna, I want to say that I find it funny that you think that 2020, like this lockdown told you that you're more self-sufficient than you think. Because I speak for myself, but I think I can speak for other people in your life. Um, I always thought you were very resilient. So I think that the people that love you and see you already knew that you were just the only one missing out on this little secret. You oh. finally caught up. No, I, I thought, because obviously I, I have a twin sister and I'm very dependent on her. And I always thought that I, was, I wasn't a self-sufficient kind of girl. A bit at times. Yeah. Um, but too. I... But, but you're not, you're, you're definitely, definitely, definitely so much more resilient than you give, you give yourself credit for. Like when you were in LA, when you went to LA, I had no doubt that you would nail it. When you came back here in the UK and you didn't know what you were going to do, I, did, I was not worried about you in the slightest because I knew you would bounce back bigger and better than ever. And even when you were looking for the apartment in Lyon and you, you lost the first one that you loved so much and you were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, no, she's going to find something even better. And then you did. And I think it's good that you finally caught up on it because everybody oh, knew that God, about you. really kind. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's true. It is true. And again, also latching on what you said about the wasted time. To an extent, I agree. But... I also read an article, um, I think it was the Times or Forbes, I don't remember, but it basically said that you should not treat these as a waste of time because it, it, there's not that much you could have done. Um, it is really hard to be productive and achieve all your girls' goals during a pandemic because you are embodying so much stress that you get from your friends, your family, uh, your, your job the TV, the news, everybody. So you're not exactly in the same state of mind as if you were on a normal day in 2019, you know? So you, yeah, it's a different type of quality of time. So saying that you wasted time in 2019, sure, by all means. But this time, I think we should give ourselves a lot more grace because we went through a hell of a lot of things. So, you know? That is true. <laughs> And I'm thankful for you, definitely. Oh, I'm thankful for you too, girl. <laughs> we can wrap up this episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation. I feel like it was really good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I loved your points. I'm not sure about mine. Um, so I loved yours. Are you kidding me? They were so good. I always feel like when you talk, I'm like, damn, I should have said that. That's really good. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Shout out to your friend, Jeff. By the way, Jeff. Oh, we need to give a big shout out to Jeff. Jeff oh my God. Is yeah. so, he's amazing. We sent him a, um, our podcast, our first episode, and he literally sent back a voice note with the most intricate like, feedback. It was amazing. We love him. Jeff will be our first like, guest on the podcast. Jeff is the first beast babe. 
Yes, Jeff to the <laughs> babe. And he's part of the bubble. Welcome, Jeff, to the bubble. Also, Jeff, I must say, you have a really hot voice. And also, you were listening to a podcast while cooking. Are you the man of my dreams? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> I feel like we can wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it to the end, we see you, we hear you. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next week for a whole new episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>